Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We are shouting out to a new listener from Kerman, California. Sweet. All right. They are route State Route 145 in Fresno County, California. Thanks so much for listening. Please make sure to share. And everybody else, please be be sure to share as well. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. And, yeah, how's so it going I, with you today? okay, yeah. All right, we had Liberty, family in. Liberty is well, going to the Fiesta Bowl. Yay, yes, the, the Flames. Right, they are 13-0, and 0, won the championship Friday night. We were there. Mm-hmm. It was cold and rainy. Raining. And we are old and tired. <laughs> but no, okay. but it, was, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And then we topped off our weekend uh, having Thanksgiving and Christmas with our kiddos. So, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. exciting weekend. And now they're going to the Fiesta Bowl. They so, are. And, yeah. Uh, Arizona, watch out. Very Here proud they go. Yeah. Yes. All right. I got some jokes. Uh, of course you do. Which rock group has four guys who can't sing or play instruments? I have no idea. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Oh, please. Oh, come on. That was good. Oh, okay. Here's another one. Ready? Okay. Why does Humpty Dumpty love autumn? Because it leaves? Because he always has a great fall. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No more. No more. Right. No more. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> I have a couple of Christmas decoration uh, facts. Okay. Gingerbread houses... Uh, do you know what um, fairy tale those are linked to? Do you know your fairy tales? Gingerbread houses. Gingerbread man? That is a great guess. But Hansel and Gretel. Did you ever oh. listen to the story of Hansel and Gretel, the witch you lived in the gingerbread house? Well, that story came out in Germany on December the 23rd, 1893. Hmm. So because of when it came out and because there was a gingerbread house in it, it just kind of made, made gingerbread houses popular and being associated with Christmas. So, I like it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And one more, the Nutcracker. I know that you and I have been to see the Nutcracker. You gave me tickets one in year. Cincinnati. Yeah, in Cincinnati. It was lovely. My sister and I used to watch it. Uh, we've taken the kids to it. So I love the Nutcracker. Well, American GI stationed in West Germany after World War II actually helped turn Nutcrackers into Christmas decorations because... Arlene Wagner, a curator of Leavenworth Nutcracker Museum in Washington, told Slate that soldiers remaining in Germany after the war sent back the dolls to America as Christmas gifts. Later on, American soldiers would help keep the German nutcracker business afloat as East German manufacturers would export their nutcrackers to West Germany, knowing that American soldiers would scoop them up and send them home. Sounds a little nutty to me. It is a little nutty. So, yeah, that's our two Christmas decoration facts for today and what's our topic today we're going to talk about freemasonry is it christian or is it a cult or is it just a bunch of brothers getting together all right well let's do it colossians uh chapter 2 verse 8 is a very interesting verse um see to it that no one else takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition 
according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Uh, I think, you know, the history behind Freemasonry is quite interesting. There really is a, this is a huge subject. It is. It really is. Um, it started, they think it started around, I, I, I'm going to argue in a little bit that it started before this, but okay. uh, medieval stonemason guilds in the 12th century, the medieval stonemason guilds um, com- comprised of skill builders and artisans played a crucial role in the construction of cathedrals, castles, and other stone structures. And these guilds had secret methods of recognition and shared knowledge with their closed communities. Closed communities. Uh, Operative masonry, the speculative masonry, occurred in the 16th, 17th century. Over time, as cathedral building waned, that means they stopped making so many of them, and the stonemasons guilds began to accept non-operatives, non-working members, into their ranks, the transition marked the shift from operative masonry to speculative masonry, which is philosophical non-operative. That means they're more into secret words, secret secret passwords, secret knowledge, uh, whereas the others were making buildings. Okay, cool. Um, and then the formation of the Great Lodge occurred in 1717, and this was the starting point in modern Freemasonry in, in the establishment of a Grand Lodge of England, 1770. Uh, and then it spread across Europe into America in the 18th century. Freemasonry rapidly, you know, not only did the pilgrims come to America, but the foundation really was never really Christian. It was based on Freemasonry. And we'll see that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, so Freemasonry really increased uh, with the creation of from Europe, uh, parts of uh, Asia and Middle East, and then the Americas. Yeah. And then there was the development in the 18th and 19th century of the uh, symbols mm-hmm. uh, and the different rituals that they use. I would say worship, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So we look at this in the history you, you started in the 12th century, you'd say, but this is something that's interesting. A lot of us do not realize that most of our presidents and leaders and leaders of companies and organizations and some clergy mm-hmm. are Freemasons. Wow. Um, the king and queen of England were involved. Okay. Uh, university presidents, uh, lots of uh Police, FBI, mm-hmm. tend to be Freemasons. There's, there's a basically sharing knowledge to each other, the Gnostics, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we look at this, and what's really interesting to me is we look into Genesis chapter 13. If you would go there, I think this starts way before the 12th century. Okay. Because I think it was started from someone else. Genesis 13. All right, what verses? 8 through 9. Okay. Genesis 13, 8 through 9. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herders and mine. For 10, we- 10. Oh, chapter 10, 8 through 9. I am so sorry. So Genesis 10, 8 through 9. There we go. 
Cush was the father of Nimrod, who became a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, and that is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The first centers of his kingdom were Babylon, Uruk, Akdad, and Kelna, and Shinar. Now shoot over to uh, chapter 11. Okay. Uh, two through um, four. Okay. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They came, They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used the brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Now, in this, we see Nimrod. Yes. Who is, I believe... When I believe it goes even further than this. Okay. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, when Satan said to Adam and Eve that uh, surely God didn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, did God really say? Right. And that was a secret knowledge that Lucifer, Satan, mm-hmm. was implying that God, that there's a secret knowledge that God does not know or is not sharing. Mm. Right. Which brought forth this this means of man's efforts to mm-hmm. become a god, right? And so I think it started there in the mind of Satan. I agree. Uh, in the serpent, and then, uh, but there in Ge- in Genesis ten that you read about Nimrod, mm-hmm. I think Nimrod is a type of antichrist. I agree. Who who is building buildings? Uh, he built this tall tower trying to reach heaven. I believe it was a pyramid. Mm-hmm. And all these pyramids, it's interesting, the Masonic Masons tend to be really big on buildings. Right. They tend to be really big on um, self-righteousness, yes. works-based salvation. We'll get to that a little later. Right. And uh, so basically a one-world order is the ultimate goal here. Yes. Whether we're talking about the Freemasons, the Illuminati, the um, Rosicrucians, the um, Council of Foreign Relations. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. uh, different types of secret societies. Some are higher on the grid. Right. Others are more soldiers, so to speak. Yeah. And so, but these people are not, These. this is not Christian. Well, and let me say this, the very word secret that is in these societies is telling to me because, you know, we're not supposed to like, we're not supposed to, well, of course we can't hide from God, just like Adam and Eve could not hide from God, even though he said, where are you? He knew. So we can't hide from God. And Satan was trying in the garden was trying to get, you know, Eve to have a secret there between him. So just the very fact that these are secret societies, I really feel point to the realm of it being satanic. That is a very simplistic, but deep. Mm -hmm. Thank Um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that a secret is a problem in itself. You know, so basically Nimrod was trying to create a one word order. He was disobeying God. Right. And created all, you know, that's where a lot of symbolism started. Yeah. Uh, That's where a lot of uh, the false, the cults, the Yale cult started. So it all really goes back to the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And Freemasonry, Illuminati, Skull and Bones, all these societies, Mm -hmm. uh, even lower level college fraternities in which I was in as a kid, as as in college. Yeah. 
uh, I got out of it. Right. And they said, if you ever become like a leader, you will always be a part of our fraternity. Right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. I said, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's a lower level. It's not like the Masons themselves. It's kind right. of a preparation. Yeah. And, and it makes me nervous when, like, I went to a you know, Christian university and, well, it was college then, and they were considered becoming a university and having sororities and fraternities and everything. And I know that some people have had positive experiences with them and things sure. like that. But sure. it still is a secret society. Yep. So, yeah. Jesus said, holler from the rooftop. Right. Jesus is no secrets with Jesus. Well, what does it say that whatever is said in secret will be will be revealed in in front of the right? Yeah, yeah so that in that's another in the light. Yeah. So basically, Freemasonry, Illuminati, Skull and Bones, all these things are you know most of the leaders. You right. cannot become uh, really mm-hmm. a, a leader, whether you're president, senator. Look at this, some of these guys, Hollywood actors. Oh yeah. You know, not, some of them are not very skilled, and they're not even very smart. Singers, yeah. Because they're chosen. Right. They're chosen from these groups. Yeah. Before it, they're even put in power. Right. It's kind of creepy, but that's the truth. It is creepy, and it and it is, I mean, all, you know, to, to, you can do your own study of this. I mean, you've done please. a lot of studying. No, but, please. But it, please uh, do your own study, and you will see... How many people in the world and in the past have been in these secret societies? And it's mind blowing. And, and you know, it, it uh, they consider the people, us, mm-hmm. the commoner, right? Unintelligent, kind of like uh, just slaves. Yeah. Puppets. Right. That they manipulate through, you know, their signs and whatnot. I want to get into the signs. Okay. The symbols. Well, can, can I say something really? You can say it even slow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound totally crazy, but do you remember the Flintstones? Yes. They used to do that. They used to have like a secret. So, so they have, you know, if you look at enough movies and cartoons and books and All commercials yep. and everything, you will see how these secret societies have just, just thrown enough in there just to catch people's eye to get them to thinking. And I know you're going to be talking about some of those symbols. But, yeah, even in cartoons for kids. It, it starts so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, before I was a Christian, even – well, before I understood all this, I right. was watching this acting like it was nothing. Absolutely. Because yeah. we were basically under mind control. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, but Freemasonry utilizes a combination of Gnosticism, Egyptian, and Babylonian mysticism. Right. And so that's where they get a lot of their worldview. And their ultimate goal is to create a one world order. They, they communicate whether you're in the Masons or other organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, they love to hide symbolism in plain sight as a way of communicating between the uh, initiated and those that are enlightened in their eyes. Yeah. And so it's some power that they have Mm -hmm. to communicate in symbols in plain sight. Uh, They feel like they're evangelizing. True. And in some ways they are. Right. Yeah. So the motivation behind this this brazen movement, so to speak, is is uh, despite the elements of truth and pieces of the puzzle that are hidden in plain sight, the masses still remain largely ignorant of what's going on around us. Yes, you're right. 
even the secret societies that came up, the CIA came up with uh, the word uh, conspiracy theorist. Ah. So if you're a conspiracy theorist, and there are some, but these, this is pretty much fact. All you have to do is look this up. Right. I mean, right now, a lot of people, a lot of, it's not even a secret anymore. No, it's not. And if you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, people look at you like you have two heads. So, yeah. But some of the symbols they use in Freemasonry, the inverted pentagram or Baphomet. Hmm. Um, an inverted <clears throat> pentagram is one of the most prolific symbols of Satanism, by the way. Yes. It has been used by Freemasonry, Illuminati, throughout history to signify uh, dark and satanic belief structure. Hmm. By inverting the symbol, you ascribe an opposite meaning. So in case of an inverted pentagram, a standard pentagram itself holds no sinister significance. It transformed to a black magic. And so uh, the occult and Satanism uh, that most people probably wouldn't even recognize as being different uh, to any is the star. Right. They will use the basic star. Yeah. If you look in some of like uh, campaigns mm -hmm. or some um, news news stations and you see the star, mm -hmm. it will become inverted. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. They also have the Baphomet. Do you know what the Baphomet is? Isn't that the head of... Goat. Baphomet is a demonic goat. Yeah. God. It's a, uh, it's an idol, and right. it's basically half animal, uh, part animal, part uh, man, part woman. Don't they take it from ancient gods? Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting when you look inside, uh, even Washington D.C. Uh, lies the Pentagon. Hmm. It's, it's basically a satanic symbol, the building itself. Right. Uh, the very sh very same shape, the name of the U.S. Department of Defense building, mm -hmm. which is responsible for all kinds of wars, right. is shaped in a satanic symbol. Defending our country. Yeah. yeah. People don't see that. No, no. A lot of people don't care. No, you're right. Uh, you're right. At the same time, the capital of the world, Washington, D.C., we see the actual street layout forming an inverted pentagram, which points directly to the White House. Coincidence. Are you serious? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, wow. Both the inverted pentagram and the Baphomet goat god have now... Basically, what it, what it creates, if you take that, uh, it, it actually creates a Baphomet, a, a, a demonic sign right. in Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, both these signs, the Baphomet... And have infiltrated the entertainment system, mm -hmm. uh, music, mm -hmm. uh, and its symbolical references in music and, and all kinds of things that we, we watch and, and, and really, really spend our time on. Right. And, and be careful. Those ones, the, those uh, musicians and everything that just all of a sudden just shoot up to popularity. Just keep your eye on those people. You're right. <clears throat> You're right. Yeah. 666 in the sign of the horns. Hmm. You will see people do the uh, okay. I've, I've, I've done it before. Okay. I, I still do it subconsciously. The okay, okay sign? Yeah. The okay. You didn't know this. No, I didn't know this. Oh, I, uh, Dr. Marla. I'm yeah. Enlightening yeah. her. Yes, you are. Well, the okay sign, mm -hmm. you have how many fingers there in the back? Three. Three. And you have a zero. Yeah. Which 
if you take one, it creates a six, create right. the other one, it creates a six and it creates, it take the other one, it creates another six. Right. Oh, on wow. Side. Oh my. Okay. You'll see leaders doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that most people that are considered the, uh, and the, the puppets on the bottom of the, the pyramid, right. us, right. we do it and we don't think anything bad about it. Right. But the leaders, the, the ones high up in the secret societies yeah, have evangelized us. Right. And so we're doing all this and they're like, yeah, they're giving us the, our sign. Well, they're laughing at us, I'm sure. Yeah. Because they're thinking, oh, they have no clue, which I did not. So I will not be making that sign again. <laughs> And then there's the uh, sign of the horns, the, the, the devil's horns. Right. I've seen Obama, Bush, and some of these guys using mm-hmm. all, a lot of these leaders. Yeah. And they give it like this. Well, you see that a lot um, in rock concerts and you stuff. Do. And they're, they're like, oh, well, yeah. this is a sign for love. But it's not. No, it's not the sign for love. It's no. a sign. It's a cultic sign of the devil. Right. It really is. Yeah. Um, goddess and flaming torch. Now, this is interesting. The goddess is the eternal flame bearing the, the torch of the eternal flame. This goes back to Semiramis. That was Nimrod's wife, mother, mother and wife. That's sick, but that's true. Are you speaking towards the Statue of Liberty? <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Like, oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Even the Virgin Mary has been perverted in the Roman church. Right. As uh, Isis, a type of Isis. I'm all choked up. Not Isis, the... the uh, terrorist group no isis the cult the mother of horse which when i was little there was a um comic there was a cartoon over mm-hmm. isis and mm-hmm. comic books and such that i used to watch so basically the statue of liberty in plain sight okay right is not lady lady liberty per se it is Semiramis, which is a goddess with a flaming torch of fire Mm-hmm. which represents uh, enlightenment right from uh, basically the fire itself actually represents lucifer so when we're saying goddesses and, and gods know that we're saying it with a little g we are not right. giving any credence right. right so basically the enduring goddess represents a female equivalent of demoniac Demonic. interesting yeah like lucifer the light bearer that's mm-hmm. what his name means true she is representing a type of Lucifer. Wow. Sitting right in the harbor yeah. of New York. Yeah. Everybody waved at it. Yeah. Stand in the crown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was in the Olympics, uh, Olympic torch for in 1936, Hitler and the Nazis ceremoniously passed the pillar to a, a post, a, a fire or a pyramid or pentagram. Wow. Um, the, the light, the fire, uh, a light of Lucifer. Almost every female celebrity puppet goes through predicting the global goddess uh, role play. They get this, uh, they get this empowerment of this goddess perspective. Well, back to the torch. It's a huge honor to be picked to run the torch. Yes, but they're running it up to the top of the pyramid. Right. Interesting. So, okay. so Hitler was a Freemason. Okay. Joseph Stalin was a Freemason. Really. So this is not this is not just a United States thing. This is like as you were talking about the king and the queen. This is yes. like a world thing. This is a world thing. Yeah. And so you know Hitler thought he was going to be a type of an anti. He thought he was going to be Christ. He's going to be a savior of the world. Wow. 
uh, the, so yeah, it, the, the torch in the Olympics represents exactly that. Mm-hmm. The light of Lucifer. Yeah. The obelisk. Mm. Obelisk is a male organ. Okay. Uh, basically it's a phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see this all the time. You see this in the Catholic church. Right. You see this in a lot of government buildings. Yeah. Wait a minute. The Washington Monument. Okay. The obelisk represents a male's sexual organ. Interesting. And it represents fertility. Mm-hmm. Fertility. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to the fertility gods and ancient mysticism. Right. Yeah. They don't just put this stuff there and say, oh, it looks good. A lot of people, I think, I used to think this. It just was beautiful architecture. Oh, yeah. There is meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of that, they get this from Nimrod mm-hmm. and uh, Nimrod and, and the uh, Tower of Babel. Wow. That's crazy. The pyramid and the all-seeing eye. Mm. You see a lot of pyramids around, Marl? Oh, yes. You see pyramids everywhere. You even see them in churches, unfortunately. And I'm going to get to that, you yeah. know, Freemasonry in the church. Right. I mean, so many um, logos have pyramids in them. So many commercials and TV shows and movies. And, and you can't get away from seeing it. Well, even on the dollar bill. Right. So yeah. the pyramid represents basically um, the pyramid and the all-seeing eye. Right. Uh, the pyramid is is just notorious. The dollar bill is just very much totally Freemason. Yeah, the wow. emblems. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's got the all seeing eye. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, the symbolism is of enlightenment mm-hmm. that you can be can be attained. Right, but the all seeing eye ultimately is the, the Masons. Um, Mason's ability to earn his way to enlightenment. And ultimately the eye is the eye of Lucifer. They'll say it's the eye of God. Yeah. Or the great architect (laughs) of the, of the, of, of, of the, of the sky. Right. But really it's the eye of Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Interesting. You'll see this. It's notorious. You'll see lots of people uh, using the pyramid, Hollywood. Well, they even make it with their fingers. Yeah, they make the symbol. The hmm. monarch butterfly. Monarch butterfly, not the butterfly. The monarch butterfly is used in entertainment. We see it everywhere, all the symbols and businesses. Uh, but it symbolized the trauma-based mind control. Oh, wow. Uh, MK, Ultra, and things like that. This is a proven fact. Back in the 60s, they helped get um, you know, acid psychopathic drugs are you serious? in order to control the population they create order oh, out of disorder wow. yeah it's called create order out of disorder mm. you create disorder and to create compliance Goodness. you create problems in order to create compliance yeah. right the owl and you'll find the owl everywhere you do find the owl everywhere even yes. on the dollar bill you need a magnifying yes. glass it's yes. there yes over the one mm. the owl like the owl <laughs> but not in this case no he represents mm-hmm. wisdom and secrecy right the wisdom and secrecy yeah um the owl represents minerva ancient roman goddess of wisdom mm-hmm. that's where they get that okay yeah. um 
the sun is actually represents uh, the sun worship. Whose sun represents Lucifer, the light bearer. Mm-hmm. They they don't worship the Christ of the Bible. Yeah. Now I'll get to lower levels. Don't always get this. Right. There are lower level Masons um, that, you know, you tell them this, they, they look at you and just laugh at you. True. Yeah. But you have to understand, they bring in the secrets and the heretical heresies right. against Jesus later on. Yeah. Um, mm. So Freemasonry, they also use the word for God. Mm-hmm. Jabalone. Yes. And it's interesting. The Jabalone, mm-hmm. Ja, it means Yahweh. Right. So they combine Yahweh and Bull means Baal. Oh. On uh, is a Phoenician Hindu deity. So they're throwing all these together. That's the, what they call God. Yeah. With the one true God's name thrown Correct. in there. Wow. And so their name for God mm-hmm. is not the same name. They are what they call syncretist. Yeah. Syncretist means they come in sync together. Right. The only people that really Freemasonry won't accept are evangelical Bible-believing Christians. Mm-hmm. They, they won't say this. They'll say, oh, we have Christians here. But if you get to higher levels, you're not going to make it. You're hmm. not going to do well standing for the Word of God. Oh, that's for sure. Right. Um, and so uh, they they cannot stand Christians and atheists. Mm-hmm. Because they know there's a God. They have all these other gods. Right. So you have to believe a God, and you have to be a person of moral standing, mm-hmm. a man of poor, a moral standing, right. good moral standing. And so when you look at this, it's uh, really, really a, um, there's just so much to it. Right. So syncretists believe, basically, Muslims, Christians, Hindus. Mm-hmm. Buddhist, right? Jews, right? Worship the same God, just a different name. I like Hinduism. Yeah, Hinduism. They have all these different deities, all going to the same God, Brahma. Goodness gracious! But see, Christianity rejects this outright. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Bible says the images of their gods you are to you are not to burn fire to. Right. Uh, it says in Deuteronomy eleven sixteen, be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods. We know in the New Testament, it says, what place does Baal have with the God of Israel? Right. Definitely. So, yeah. So let's go ahead. And what we're going to do is uh, we can have a part two. Yeah. There is so much information that you've gathered, that you've studied, that you've listened to, to be shared. And we don't want to just gloss over anything. I don't because this right. is something we personally in the past, my first, one of my first church. Yes. Um, all the deacons, mm. most of the deacons, most of the deacons, not all, but not most. all. Yeah. Most of the deacons and the people in the church were Freemasons. Right. Yeah. And they, I mean, I was a young whippersnapper. We were young. Had but baby. I think I handled it right. You did. They wanted me to announce that we were, on Thanksgiving, we were going to the Freemasons <laughs> for Thanksgiving to have a dinner. Thanksgiving dinner, and I said, "No way, Jose!" Uh, I didn't say it like that, but I basically, "No way, Jose!" I talked to him, and boy, 
Yeah. What an uproar. Well, it even ha- it was the weekend our daughter was born. So this, yeah, and and they were they wanted you to announce it that that and of course we didn't go. But every year they tried to have you announce it and it was just it was it was tough because we felt like well we knew we were standing for God but we're just shot down because of it. You have look, if you're a pastor, you have to protect your sheep. Yeah. And I take that very seriously. Oh, absolutely. You always have. And yeah. uh, you know that causes issues in the church, unfortunately. It will. And uh, a lot of people in the church are deceived. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't Christian in the church and no. they're Freemasons. And, and they control a lot of decisions. And and we have friends and loved ones that have been in these secret societies and that's why this is this topic is so important to us to get out to everyone to let everyone know the dangers of these secret societies so that's that's why we're doing this uh that's why you've put up so much study into it which i greatly appreciate you've done a great job and we just want to share it um to have everybody take notice and realize what's going on right in front of our eyes you know it it it, uh I think most of the issues in the church were 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 with yeah individuals that are Freemasons. Oh, oh yes. They would shut down the advancement of the gospel. Yeah. They would uh, discourage new believers. Right. They would not. Uh, they focused on the building. Yeah. And uh, I think it was just strictly demonic. Yeah, and I'm sure that. next time you're going to share all the philanthropic thing, philanthropic things they do, and yeah, and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> agree. So, thank yeah. you so much for listening today. And do we will be doing a part two and maybe part three in the future? But just this topic and and the Bible and Christianity helps you remember that God can take your mess, even if you're Freemason. You can mm-hmm. recant. Yeah, you can you can just leave it. Right. Follow Jesus. It's not too late. Never too late. Unless right. you die. Yeah. Uh, follow Jesus and uh, he can take your mess, turn it to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye.